When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Good morning. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It's episode 314. That's my uh, my area code growing up. I just thought about that. Woo-hoo-hoo. Shout out, St. Louis. Uh, it's June 20th, 2022, and I'm joined once again uh, by Kyle Klingman in Cedar Nut, Iowa. Kyle, how's it going? <laughs> Cedar Nut. That's so awesome. Thank you for the good laugh to start the show. Yeah, yeah. How's your father's day? It was good. Spent time with my father, which is always good, but I want to spend as much time with him as possible not just father's day so it's like a celebration every day mark sweet sweet i took a big fat nap in the middle of the day that was my father's day present to myself it was awesome so you did huh yep yep uh but enough of that shenanigans let's get on to our show bring on our guests seth gross uh world team member 61 kilos fantastic showing out in stillwater uh just a couple weeks ago seth congrats man how's it going thank you it's, it's going pretty good uh yeah, it's been an exciting few weeks, and uh, yeah, it's just getting back into again to pick it up the train a little bit here, getting ready uh, for the next thing. But yeah, yeah, excited and uh, you know looking forward to representing the country later this summer. Heck yeah! Um, go, I don't know. Rewind one month. Like, did you truly believe you'd be sitting here right now? Um, you know, yeah, having having to win the world team trials and and be dating two out of three and. Like, that's what you wanted to do. That's what the goal was, obviously, and that's what you were working toward. But, like, did you really, truly believe that, like, it was going to happen? Yeah, 100%, you know. And I think that was a huge thing that maybe maybe last year and the years before, I didn't necessarily think that I could do it. And I think the last couple of years, too, is because that I wasn't doing the consistent, you know, like college season happens and then – you know, you want to take a few weeks off and all of a sudden it's the U.S. Open and just things get happening so fast that it's hard to build that confidence going into that stuff. And I felt like this year I got to go out, I got to rest some more. I was training all year for strictly freestyle and doing my things and, and just getting better. And I just felt that and I felt in a really good place mentally going into everything this year. You know, I, I lost close to Henderson at that super match, but a lot of takeaways from that. And then went into Bill Farrell feeling really good and then U.S. Open. You know, a little, little rough match, but once again, there was a lot to take away from that loss there. And it was just, I always do better when I can just get out there and compete and compete and compete and make adjustments as I go. And I was able to do that. And, you know, I was 100% confident in what I could do. And at the end of the day, it's kind of fun being being the underdog going into world team trials, being the underdog going into final X, because then, you know, there's no pressure. There's no, you know, it's just go out, have fun and let it fly and, you know, show everybody what you're capable of. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, you you felt more confident this season because maybe you, I think you said more consistent training or what? What was the training like this year compared to last year? And maybe last year was was whack because of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But like, did you get to change anything up or, or spend more time focused on freestyle? Yeah, yeah, and I think last year, you know, like there was the Olympic trials. I was down at fifty seven, and then it was a yeah. super quick turnaround um, for the world team trial. There was a few months there, and my wedding was the month before the world team trials last year, and so it was just like. Dang. You know, it was hard to plan for it because the schedule was – it felt like it was changing a lot and they didn't really know, you know, when the world team trials was because of the Olympics. And then, you know, you had guys that were from the Olympics. If they medaled, they were taking spots. And it was just, yeah, a big mix-up, which, you know, made it made it a little trickier and stuff. And, you know, like big thing was, you know, making 57 kilos. At the end of the day, it was really hard to get back to having the strength to be even, a, you know, feel good at 61 and feel good at 65. And so – a lot of the time over the last years just spent getting big, getting as strong as I possibly can. And, and yeah, diet, you know, changing up my diet, changing up training just a little bit. Training's been fairly, fairly similar, just a lot more freestyle focused on specific areas. And, and, but overall it's just, you know, getting my strength and speed and, and size back to where it should be. Yeah. That's interesting. I was curious. I was, I was going to go there and kind of ask about 57. And I guess what you're talking about is re re getting yourself, you know, where you needed to be. Has it been a constant growth or was it like uh, it took four, five, six months and then I've been plateauing and trying to 
you know, not get yeah, so Yeah, like, so after I made 57 for the Olympic trials, it was, I was tiny when I made 60, like, just, I looked, I remember, I've watched some of my, I just looked frail that year, like, like, pale and frail and not, not <laughs> strong at all, and, and that's because, right, I, I was 57, and then really, I only built my weight back up to probably right around 135, 136, so I was making it easy for that, but then, this last year, I was like, I'm just going to get as big, as strong as possible. And that's why I was wrestling 65 because I didn't want, you know, I wanted to take as much time to get, get strong. And so 65 kilos, I was actually felt really strong. I went out there and wrestled, you know, I said, Evan Henderson, uh, Ian Parker, you know, strong, strong dudes. And I felt equally as strong as them and stuff. But then uh, after Bill Farrell, I remember coming in and, you know, I was still up in the air on 65, 61. And I came in after the Bill Farrell and I was like, uh 140 141 or something like that and I was like you know 61 will be really easy right now so might as well go down and, and go go make this team at 61 yeah okay um let's fast forward to the world team trials and I'm sure you've been through this but like talk what's going through your head the fir- first half of this match with Mendez when things aren't aren't going well um yeah, no, I mean, it was, I, I definitely wasn't wrestling a very good match. It was pretty, pretty slow on my feet. And he was kind of just, just picking me apart a little bit from space. And then there was that big controversial. He picked me up in the double and then I, I went crotch lift on the edge and, and watching, I thought I was going to get the points there. So in my head, I was like, oh, it's going to get, I'm going to get some points here. And then, then all of a sudden they come back for Mendez and I was like, oh man, I, I, I got to get going. And uh, then he ended up stinging me again. And yeah, it was getting a little bit out of control there. And I remember one point it was like, what was it? Three to, or yeah, three to 10. And we went out of bounds. I kind of laid there for a second. And for whatever reason, I remember a conversation I had with Eric Barnett and he was like, you better, because we obviously knew our draws going into it. He was like, you got, you better beat Mendez because he beat Barnett on, on our Wisconsin team, Berwick and Ethan Rotondo. So he beat three guys that you know, I've been training and, and things like that. So they, he was like, you better not lose to this guy. Oh, For whatever man. reason, I thought about that right then and there and kind of walked back to center. And I remember Bono saying, you know, you just got to get, get, get your chance on top. And so we got in that. He got that. I tried to do probably a stupid move, but pull him through. And he came out on top to make it 12 to three. And then he was going for that gut. And I kind of, I, I probably did too comfortable trying to float it, but I, I kind of felt that out as he was going. I floated my hips over. Uh, I was able to score two, and then that was when I was like, "It's now or never. You better, you better get going. You better turn this guy." And yeah, I got that trap arm locked up and was able to come back and and win that match. <laughs> it's something you said. You're like, I, I was did this, and it was probably stupid. But, but <laughs> like, how often does it happen? And, and probably plenty of the time it works out, or maybe probably more often than not. Like, oh, if that didn't work out, it was stupid. But yeah. You know, Actually, yeah, if it, it would have worked, it would have been cool and not stupid, but it didn't work out. So, but yeah, yeah, probably a little too much. I'm trying, trying to work on being a little more disciplined and not forcing things. And yeah, I mean, even even going into fixed match, that, that was a huge thing because last year when he wrestled me, it was just doing things that weren't, you know, just 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 really, uh, I don't know, just just not. I wasn't being disciplined in my positions going in, like grabbing my two and one. I stood straight up and he blew through me, and so there's a lot of things that I just need to tighten up and, and do a little better job of. Um, so, so I guess maybe that answers the next question too. Go heading into the series, aside from what you said, was there, was there game planning or was that it? Was that like, just tighten these things up and, and, and go get them. Or were you trying to wrestle in some certain positions or. You know? Um. So yeah. Yeah. One big thing actually over this last year too, just being a coach now and being around our athletes, I've actually become a big film guy and, um, which is crazy because in the, in college and stuff, I don't know if I was just thinking it was a cool thing that I didn't watch film, but I never watched film in college. I was like, I got to worry about me. I don't want to worry about what the other guy's going to do to me. And as I've been coaching these guys and getting them ready for matches, it's like having a game plan helps. Like, yeah, you go out there and actually have a plan and, and no guys tendencies and, you know, things like that. Like you could do a lot better job. And I, I always like just feeling guys out in college and figure it out as I go, but it's like, I can have, basically feel them out by watching film and then I'll have a lot better start to matches. And, and so that was a big thing. I watched a ton and ton of film and yeah, I had a game plan, right. My left hand being heavy on him was big moving my feet. And then, um, um, just, just getting to my attacks and getting through them quickly was a big thing. I, I still got stung a couple times where he was jumping over and he got, got to his angles and scored off him, but it was getting through my attacks, um, quickly. And then 
yeah, working for those pushouts. But yeah, the big thing too, right? His offense comes a lot off of right. I don't want to throw underhook. He's going inside trip here. He gets to go elbow boot scoot on this. So, so there's definitely a bunch of different things that I was looking at, had in the back of my mind. But yeah, it was just moving forward, keeping pressure on him, and yeah, yeah. Um, so match one, if I remember, it was it was it was fairly close. Then he got a a, a somewhat a decent lead, and you came back kind of kind of strong in the second. Is that right? Yeah, it was five to zero. And then yeah. I came back in the second and made it five to five. And I actually, yeah, I thought I was winning at the end. I forgot about the caution of one, puts the guy up and whatever. And then like three seconds, there's like eight or nine seconds left on the clock. And then three seconds, I heard heard Bono and Barnett shouting like, hey, you're down. And I was like, oh, shoot. And then it then ran out of time. But ended up losing that one five to five. What did you feel in that second half? as you start chipping away, I don't know, feel and or think, um, right? 5-0, okay. From my point of view, it's like this is kind of what we thought. Dayton Wood's going to 5-0. Mm-hmm. It's not, he's not a crazy lead, but he's, he's he'll probably win close, somewhat close. Yeah, but then, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just – I felt really good. Like I had a ton of energy. Uh, one thing that's been feeling really good recently over this past couple months, just my conditioning, and I kind of felt him slowing down quite a bit. It was a lot of backing up and him trying to bounce around. And every time he bounced around, right, I was jumping on him, getting on his head right away. And, and um, yeah, I just kind of felt him slowing down big time. I was like, you know, I got to open up and I got to start scoring here. You know, I hadn't scored on him. Right? He'd scored 16 straight on the last two matches without me scoring a point. I was like, it's now or never. You got to start figuring things out. So I kind of just opened up and was trying a lot of different things. And, you know, that match, it was a lot of push-outs, right? Push-out, push-out, push-out. I'm getting him to the edge and and scoring off of that, getting to my underhook, walking him out. But it was just me knowing I had to go and pick up the pace. And I think he, you know, the whole match using my left hand pulling on his head really did wear him out and, and get him tired. I heard him breathe breathing heavy, you know, looking over at the corner a little bit, looking at the time. And and when you see that in another guy, there's there's something that kind of like like you, you kind of smell that blood and you're like, I got I gotta go get this now, you know, while well, this guy's feeling it. So I think I just opened up a lot more and, and started having building more confidence and hey, you can go you can go score on this guy, get some takedowns and start putting some points on the board. Heck yeah. Um and we're gonna we're gonna queue up match two. We'll look at match two and three here in a second. But like, what do you do right after match one? Um, and there's a little bit of a break, right? The session started yeah. at two. The next session started like six or seven. Um, yeah. Did you go back to the hotel? Did you sleep? Did you eat? Did you shower? Take a nap? Um. So right right away, I went. I cooled down, and I remember getting off the mat like. No one, I could, I was like, I can't, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. You know, I felt amazing. I mean, I felt ready to wrestle match two right then and there. I was ready to get back on the mat and, and go again if I had to. But I went and cooled down a little bit and then, yeah, went back to the hotel, uh, got my nutrition in me, got my food in me, all that, and just kind of relaxed. I didn't want to sleep, um, just because then I got to do another hard warm up to really get that out of me. So I just uh, hung out with uh, my dad a little bit, hung out with uh, Barnett and, uh, yeah, we just kind of chilled, walked around a little bit, stayed loose, and just talked about everything but wrestling for a little bit of time and just didn't think about the match too much. And then hour and a half before the next next match, I kind of headed over and started zoning back in. So Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's kind of we'll, – we'll play this match too here. And um, just kind of talk us through it, thoughts, anything that goes through your mind. We can just kind of chat while it's happening. Yeah. But... You were you were confident at this point, huh? Yeah. Yeah, the big thing going into this one, I didn't want to give up uh, as big a lead in the first, so I was trying to be a little bit smarter early. Yeah. You ever try to bait guys into your legs? <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit too much sometimes, but, yeah, I do quite a bit. I mean, you seem as comfortable with somebody on your leg as as the opposite sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He he was pretty. He's pretty so good positionally. That's probably you know a guy like Fix. It's not not the best idea to let, especially early in the match, let him in. But yeah, probably a little too upright still. And yeah, I wasn't even necessarily thing. talking about this, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, the big thing too is like early on moving moving my feet. So if he did get to the legs, right, it wasn't at a great angle to finish and make it hard on him and you know exhaust him that way a little bit too. There goes that left hand back to the head. 
constantly. And this was a position actually that I worked on a lot because the first match we wrestled last year, uh, he sat all the way through and put me on my back here. So covering his head was a big thing and keeping my weight a little bit more forward. Is that what they call? And they call they called two and then we challenged this. So we can we can kind of just, uh, skim through this challenge, Tyler. Right, so this is watch, yeah. Guess they took it away. Yeah, they took one away, and then that yeah, that's so that's the one I was. I had both feet tied up, and he oh, kicked no. away. And yeah, he yeah, that was that was a big uh, big turn of events right there. If I would have finished that one, could have helped a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I scored in the first two minutes any any of the matches. Still kind of trying to chase him and watching your left hand just keeps clumping. Yeah, and then I was trying to put that elbow on his kind of on his shoulder and oh, I guess I did then minute fifty six and on that one. So what do you think about, you know, the step-out rule, the way it's called throughout these matches? Um, you know, there's a lot of people have like a lot of confusion on all sides. Yeah, it's so – yeah, it's pretty pretty inconsistent, I'd say, right? Because – and I, I don't know. Like, people obviously game it and, and use it to, you know, and as you should, you know, why if you can go down and not get scored on, why wouldn't you? But, right. you know, at the same time, it's hard because refs call it different and, and stuff like that. and. And in, in in the rule book, right? It's even you never see really it be called. Uh, you know, if a guy's go to their knee purposely, it's I think it's supposed to be like a caution and one if they you know are evading action and stuff. You don't really ever see that called either. And so I think yeah, yeah, it's tough to know what's going on or what's going to happen. It's kind of I, I think sometimes I get it. I think there's one where I I don't think I scored right there. And then, right, the similar thing happens. I get points. So it's like, I, I don't even know if I'm going to get, you know, it's kind of go to bounds and look at the refs and see, see yeah. what happens. Well, and then you see the guy on the mat. He says something and, and then, you know, but they're not agreeing, yeah. which is yeah. which is crazy. Well, it's yeah. like, yeah, just look over at the scoreboard after, the, after something like that and see what they put up and then keep wrestling. Yeah, yeah. We can skim through the, this break, Tyler. There, you know, well, there wasn't a huge crowd, but they were they were freaking in for their boy. Oh yeah, at the end of the second one, they weren't. Or at the end of this one, they weren't too happy. Yeah. Man, look at that defense. Yeah, he walks me out here. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, though. it's still. And that was that was another big thing. If I'm gonna get scored on or taken down it's always you know out of bounds not having to deal with you know to his uh top wrestling which right i trained a lot for it but better off if uh he doesn't yeah. get his chance on top yeah yeah for sure we all know dayton's nails on parterre yeah smart smart tactically Four two, two minutes to go. It's looking like Fix is gonna make the world team. Surprisingly, yeah, I've only watched this a couple times since. Do you usually watch? You know, I'm sure not every match. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go back and watch, kind of just jot some things down and talk it through, but. Yeah, not 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 a ton. Yeah, I like, like I said, I've actually uh, watched a lot more film in the last last six seven months than I have in a long time though. And more on your when you're watching film in the last six seven months, is it more on you or the opposition or a split? It used to be all I'd only watch really my stuff, but now it's almost all just watching my opponents watch other guys. Yeah, or watch my opponents wrestle other guys. I already have kind of been looking at each of the 
top guys in the world right now and watching their film too, looking at that international stuff. So yeah, I was curious who, uh, who impresses you internationally? Well, let's actually, let's go. Let's look through the, let that sequence here real quick. Cause this was crazy. Can we go back and see that one more time? And like you said, all you can do is wrestle, right? I understand that. Yeah, they ended up giving me one. It it was close. His toe looked like it might have skimmed on the on the circle around, and I I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that was a close one. No doubt. But man, like, just continuing to press forward and and like, but Gross is. I mean, Fix is still winning. Do you think much when you wrestle or you just feel and go or yeah, I probably, I probably sometimes think, think too much. Like, I, I'm always like, when I get scored on what did I do wrong there? What do I got to do different when I get up to my feet? And yeah, I, probably, I think quite a bit when I wrestle, I don't think I hear anybody like anything anybody really says ever. Yeah. I'm just, I even I'll like, go over to my 30 second break and I'll be thinking about what I got to do next and stuff. <laughs> so I don't really hear what, what anybody's saying in the corner and I come back <laughs> out there. That's interesting. Like, what do you think at this point? If you are like, you know, obviously you're just going, but. Yeah, I mean, just a lot. Move, move, move. And, uh, right, don't get caught underneath him. Keep moving your feet. Get an angle. Find a way to the legs. But yeah, I knew I knew I just needed the push out. So it was just, I cannot get caught under this guy, you know, front head position and waste this last, last 20 seconds here. Stay on your feet and get through him. So it's all about the push out, basically. Yeah. Trying to get that stuff out. Dang, I can't believe I I was impressed. It's very freaking. I can't believe he just just did this. But you got <laughs> fight him off for fifteen seconds. And yeah, this is this one area I worked on a lot too. Is just no late no late scores because that's where. Last couple of years, I've lost some big matches. It's just letting guys in late. Yeah. So now, okay, now you don't have a three-hour break. You have like less than an hour, probably, maybe an hour. I forget exactly where you guys fell in the lineup. but Yeah. Now you just go up back to the room and hang out for a second and get in that quick, Not you know, well, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, went back up. Same, same, similar cool down, right? Jogging a couple laps, cooling down, and then get 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 liquids in me, get get my uh, hydration stuff in me, and get a little bit of food and energy, and then relax, relax. And then, like you said, it was a real short turnaround, so it wasn't right. I thought a couple, a little bit more about you know areas and stuff, and it was similar, right? Similar game plan, but yeah, just relax, and when it's time to go, get up and get ready. But, you know, like, like I said, I felt I felt really good, like, physically this tournament. So I wasn't, like, you know, by the third match, I felt just as good as the first match, you know, strength and, and conditioning-wise. So They say momentum's not a thing, but I had to feel damn good winning, having just one going into the third match. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was extremely confident, you know, like, you know, and I was confident going into the first one, but it was, you know, going out and actually doing it gives you a whole, whole new – you know, confidence, especially seeing, you know, 11-0, lose 5-5, win 5-4, you know, it was kind of the gap was changing the opposite direction a little bit more each time. So it was just, yeah, stepping and stepping on the gas pedal now and not, you know, trying to go win a close one now. Just go go do your thing and be ready. Can you think of another uh, experience or, or example where you lost big, kind of lost, lost close, won, you know, where, where you felt that pendulum swing the opposite direction? Yeah, I think a lot. I'm trying to think of some specific examples. Uh, you know, I think Mitch McKee was another one in freestyle. Um, when we I wrestled him for uh, the world team spot, we had a best out of three, but he pinned me at the open. And then I actually think I beat him the first match, but then he beat me. So maybe maybe a little different there. But that like, was a okay. three-minute series. But, yeah, I think that it's a lot of times that, yeah, I, I always do just a little bit better. I mean, Megalutis was another one, right? I got beat by him four to one and then you know turn around and and beat him the next time around so just being able to feel guys out and get that you know in mat you know you can 
like I said, film, film is huge and it's super important, but it, you know, guys, guys feel, you know, it feels a little different than you expect. Sometimes, you know, DeSanto was another one. He beat me that first time. And then next couple of times I did better. I won the next one. The next one I won by a couple more and stuff. So just getting that feeling, being able to, in your head, make those adjustments as you go. is yep. big. Yep. And, and adjustments you've made. Well, we got match number three here. Let's just kind of roll through that as well. Um, obviously third and decisive match. Winner goes to the world championships. Um, yeah, let's let it roll, Tyler. Like, did you, you know? Did you watch Dayton last year at the World Championships, or you know, live or or after the fact? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I watched. I think just about every one of them. Yeah, I remember semis. He had a real good guy, and he freaking inside tripped him and uh, locked up his trap arm, and it was over in like thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was close, I think 4-1 in the finals against Mega Medoff. So the one point, I'm, I'm guessing, hardly phase you. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. A little, too, little used to that that day. Yeah. Did it feel like everyone was against you? Yeah, I mean, he was definitely getting all the cheers. And then that first match, I was getting the booze walking out. Luckily, my dad's a little, little, little loud, so I could hear him a lot of the time, and he, he screams enough. So, you knew I had at least a couple fans there. What was he yelling? Uh, usually, just "Let's go, Gross!" over and over. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Boot scoot. Now that's gonna be one, yeah. You're probably ready for that boot scoot, huh? Yeah, that's the one with that left. Yeah, elbow sometimes from not keeping it down enough. But who who internationally? I think I we're, we're asking about that, and something got going. Who internationally impresses you at your weight? Um. I I mean I know they're all they're all beatable watching them. I. And I don't know how to pronounce names very good. <laughs> I kind of just go off of uh, the international rankings that you guys got and copy-paste and, and go watch yep. the matches. So I don't even know the names of most of them. But uh, the dude that – because Rush is out and Fix is number two. The number three guy uh, that he wrestled in the semis, I watched a lot of his uh, his stuff. And he, he works really hard for, like, lace on top. And he kind of does a real unorthodox lace. Um, so just getting – you know, I think Parterre is going to be a huge over the next few months, just continuing developing that. And, you know, just don't give those guys a chance on top, really. Like, I'm, as I'm hearing you talk about watching film, it almost feels like the next evolution of Seth Gross. Like, we saw this guy who was creative and good on the mat, who just feel it out and, and do his thing. And now it's like you're adding this extra element that, like you mentioned before, like you didn't have – why not do it if you can? Yeah, exactly. It's like we have so much – so many resources available it's like why why would you not use everything you have in front of you you know it was basically just me having having a tool that i was throwing away and not using and you know it's right in front of you so it's like i think it's a huge thing especially you know because i don't get to go wrestle internationally a ton and you know luckily i'll be going over to one of the ranking series one and doing that before beforehand but getting a little bit of a feel Okay, at the beginning of the match, you're like, okay, step out, no big deal. But at this, at any point, you're like, ah, oh, shit, like, what's going on here? Uh, I mean, I was still all right. I knew this at the like, end of the period. I was like, I got to go. I got to get a point here and score late. And, so now and that, that was a big, right there, I felt going into the second period really confident because of that takedown right there. I think going in 4-0, that, that's, you know, that's tough, tough to climb up. But, but after I scored that takedown, I was like, Let's just pick it up here and keep it rolling. Heck yeah. And you uh and you barely made it to Stillwater, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yep, I had, had crazy. I was down by nine in the first round and then yeah. No, I mean just actual flights. Oh, not, you're uh... talking about the trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stillwater, Stillwater. Physical. Yeah. No, yeah, I had that crazy travel. Yeah, getting out there. I got there the late the night before. Got a workout in at like nine or eight thirty nine p.m. with uh, my partner to get the weight off and stuff. And then the funny thing is, as I like, so our flight got canceled originally. We got rebooked. The lady rebooked me on a one way ticket, 
uh, to uh, Tulsa. And so the next day, uh, actually the day, the day I was wrestling, I found out that she booked me on a one way. I didn't have a ticket home for the, the next day. So I had to figure that out and the flight was full. And luckily, luckily they ended up getting me on after being on hold for like two, three hours. But after you wrestled, uh, so I was dealing with this actually on that long break we had. No way. <laughs> between my matches. It was funny because I called and I was like, thought it was a mistake on the app or something and that, hey, they're going to fix this up or whatever. But I called and they're like, oh, you don't have a ticket home. And then I sat on hold for like two hours and my phone was just sitting there. And then it was time to warm up. I, I remember I gave my phone to Bone. I was like, just come. I'm going to start warming up. Give me my phone when the lady comes back on. And finally she came back on in the middle of my warm. I was like, talk to her for a second she's like fortunately we were able to get you your seat back or whatever but <laughs> i thought i wasn't gonna get home the next day oh dude that is crazy you're getting ready for freaking match two i know and it, I, I probably should have just hung up the phone and focused in but i was like man i've been on hold for two hours i ain't i'm not hanging up now i'm invested <laughs> exactly did you dude, really man. take an uber from tulsa to stillwater Oh yeah, you want to know the funnier part about that? So yeah, we I got to Tulsa. They none of the car rental places would give me a one way. Right, I, my flight was out of Stillwater to get home, and none would give me them unless I returned them to Tulsa. So we Ubered. I Uber all the way to Stillwater. My phone was dying at the time. I type in uh, Hampton, and I just hit go. And we get to Stillwater. We get to the Hampton, and it was the wrong Hampton that we Ubered to. And my phone's dead at the time. I get to the front. Desk. I'm like uh, checking in for Seth Gross, and she's like, "We don't have a, we don't have Seth." I was like, "Is it under Sun Kiss? Is it under this?" She's like, "Unfortunately, we have nothing. Uh, can you figure it out?" I was like, "My phone's dead. Can I go charge my phone in the lobby?" Phone finally turns on. It's the other Hampton in town, and so then we had to Uber from that Hampton to the other Hampton, and yeah, it was it was a crazy crazy day getting there. Dang! And here we are, the final leg of the next day. Who would have thought? Yeah, a wild match. So that's a, that's that's not an ideal travel travel schedule. No, not not at all. Not not how I expected it to go. <laughs> what did they call here? That was two you. Yeah, they gave me two on that. Yeah, I think so. Dang, slips right around. Kyle, you know how to do that, right? <laughs> I'm the master at that. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah, that's the one. So they challenge. They, I think they, yeah, they lose the challenge here, and then I knew that he had to get to eight. Um, two one, two one, put him in the lead. You keep track like, of this, or somebody on the corner told you this? I remembered this in my head. I was like, I had all twos and he had a lot of push outs. So it's like, he's got to get, he's got to get a takedown and a push out to beat me. Are you typically aware of like who, who would hold criteria? Yeah, that's, that's why I was so upset in the first match because I, I don't know why I didn't remember that the caution puts you ahead. If, if you have the exact same points, the caution mm -hmm. puts you ahead. But if I would have had like a two point and he didn't, I would have won, but. Yeah, usually I have it all all squared up and know exactly what I where I'm at. So that's two more. That's gonna ice it. Well, right? Yeah. Dang. Freaking did it. Yeah, got it done. What that? What, what do you remember about oh. this right here? Man, just 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 emotional. This, you know, like I said, you know, even getting there and just things I've dealt with over the past past six months. Uh, a lot of ups and downs and just getting it done is, was a special, you know, a special moment. And, and you know, when no, nobody thinks you're going to do something and you know you're going to do it and then you actually go and do it, it it's just, yeah, it's, it's a special feeling. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. What, what's, what's some, you said a lot of things that happened in the last six months, ups and downs. Is, is there anything you can share with us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, big, big thing is six months ago, I was, my hip was killing me. And obviously I had a previous spinal fusion. And like I said, 
I'm still working on building my strength. It was at that time, I was still working on building my size and strength back, but I went in and cause my hip was extremely bad and I got an MRI and I had a really bad labral tear um, in my hip. And then I had an impingement and then they said my hip was actually at an angle and a bunch of stuff wrong with it. And like, it was getting to the point where I could barely freaking stand straight. Like, and then it was going into my back and just causing my previous, you know, where I had the spinal fusion just be extremely tight and so it was just not fun. And so, like I said, I got that MRI and sat down with the doctor and he was kind of like, Hey, we, uh, you got to think about having surgery at some point because it's going to keep getting worse and worse. And I was like, you know, I got, got the stuff coming up this year. And it was kind of talking with my family, talking to, to people close to me, like, Hey, should I try to get through this year and then deal with it? Should I, you know, throw in the towel for this year and get ready for 23 and, and, um, you know, I kind of asked him, you know, what are, what are some things I can do if I'm going to go get through this year, you know, and he was like, I could prescribe you some uh, anti-inflammatory, some stronger ones. And if you need shots, we can do that. And I was like, you know, I can try the pills for now. And I, for a couple of weeks, I tried just the anti-inflammatories and, and they did help. Like they got me through a couple workouts and I'd feel all right, feel pretty good. But it was like long-term, they started helping less and less and it started to get back where it was. And that's actually, so I tweeted out the other day, kind of right around that time is when I was like, I got to figure out how can I get the inflammation out of my body without, you know, having to just take pills daily. And yeah. then I stumbled upon actually doing the carnivore diet around that time too. Oh yeah. And so that was, you know, keto carnivore. There's a few different ones that really just take inflammation out of your body and, and, and really, you know, help with that. Just, just doing that. So I started, it's like, I'm going to, you know, let's, let's try it this year. And let's go all in on this diet and see, you know, if it really does take the inflammation and then you can kind of settle down the hip and, and see if it feels better. And I started doing that and it was a little bit better at first, a little bit better. And it just kind of kept helping and helping and helping. And I, I'd be a hundred percent honest right now. My hip has zero pain. Um, I didn't do surgery, didn't do anything, zero pain in my back now. Um, and you know, I haven't, you know, I've, I've done that diet pretty disciplined since, since then. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's like insane how it's really just healed that up and I haven't had any problems, but like I said, at the, the time, I didn't know if I was going to compete, not compete. You know, I, like I, I was getting, looking at days to schedule my surgery and all this and that, and, and I'm not doing it after I tried out this diet and it made such a big difference over, over the last six months. So six months ago, that was my question. When, when did you start? And then, like, describe breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or in you know, twenty one day of eating. What that typically looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just throw out yesterday, and and one thing I do so probably four or five days a week. It's full, hundred percent carnivore, no no carbs, and then two three days a week. Or if I'm competing, I'll throw in fruits and honey and things like that. But like a typical day, like yesterday, was lighter workout and not as much. So I didn't do any carbs. So it was uh, in the morning, I do like five eggs. Um, and then I do this beef breakfast sausage with the eggs. That's kind of, kind of the breakfast for me. And then, um, for lunch, I did what I do yesterday. I actually did a 16 ounce, uh, New York strip and then um, three, three eggs with that. Jesus. Oh yeah. I eat a lot of steak. And so it gets to be spendy. Um, so actually high V is actually been going crazy with these deals like 50 percent off like new york strips and this and that so whenever yeah. they do those deals i buy like a bunch 200 dollars worth throw them in the freezer and stuff and have it <laughs> on hand but yeah yesterday it was yeah new york strip for for lunch with some eggs and then for dinner it was a ribeye um with some eggs as well so yeah it was pretty yesterday was like that but like i said once i like today i work i'm gonna work out two three times today so i had uh fruits so i had uh what i have this morning i actually had uh bananas and cherries and then i had the same thing eggs and sausage and then i love raw honey is my other other big thing that i put on all my fruit um and then i kind of yeah go through my workouts today i kind of i don't eat so i kind of don't eat a lot throughout the day until i'm done working out but i'll just eat like a couple fruits here there and then tonight i'll have a huge another huge steak and probably like six seven eggs tonight but what yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of protein. It's like a super heavy protein base. So keto's keto's like where it's a lot more fat and then a little bit of protein. Where I'm doing 
right? A ton of protein, um, and then a medium amount of fat, and then every like a little bit of carbs here and there. No vegetables. It's basic. Zero vegetables. No zero. I, and to be honest with you, even before this diet, I wasn't a vegetable fan. So I probably hadn't eaten a vegetable in three, four years. So <laughs> okay. I'm not a vegetable kind of ever. So potato, you have potatoes. So that was so, so previous to this diet that I, honestly, that was, I probably liked my bread, my potatoes, my starches way too much. And I think that that say vegetable oils, seed oils, things like that were just killing me. And I was like, before my diet was, I was doing all macros like just tracking, um, you know, what I need for carbs, what I need for proteins, what I need for fats and kind of sticking to, um, I forget what the numbers were, but I had my numbers that I had to hit each day and I was sticking to that, but the carbs I was eating was majority bread, majority potatoes, majority things like that. And, and so I think that had a lot to do with the inflammation in my body. So actually switching to this has just been game changer. Is it mostly red meat or do you eat chicken and, and pork? Yeah, and so that's right. So that was my last couple of days and I, I love my red meat, but I'll, I'll throw Clearly. chicken in there. I'll actually do two times a week. I'll do like organs. So I'll do beef liver or beef heart, chicken liver, chicken heart, things like that. And wow. and so I'll do that twice a week just because they're so much more nutrient dense and they have a lot more vitamins, minerals, and then, and things like that that are important. So I'll do that two times a week and then – Y'all mixed up. Like I love, I, I never tried it until I started this, but I love lamb leg is one that I absolutely love. It's a little more fatty and really good. Um, then a little more spendy. So I don't do it as much, but like elk and bison are unbelievable too. So yeah, that. I mix, I like to mix it up and try different ones. R- lately it's just been, like I said, I got, got a crazy deal at high V. So I just been kind of going through that stuff right now. That's crazy. Carnivore diet. I, you're the first person who I've, Maybe I've known somebody, but I didn't know that that person yeah. was, on, was on a carnivore diet. So it's pretty Yeah, funny. it's just funny, though. I put that the tweet out kind of about it, and it's like everybody's <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. I want to try it, or I'm, I'm doing this or that. And then you got the people that are like, there's no way, you know, long term, this is going to kill you, and this yeah. and that. And so terrible. So it's, it's been funny just seeing people in the comments arguing about it and going back and forth. But people- yeah, I tried it, and then. Like I said, one big thing that got me into it too, like I was researching at the time is there's this huge community. Um, Sean Baker's uh, kind of the dude that revolutionized it, wrote a book on it and he's got like a big community. And I was just reading a ton of the, uh, like what people, you know, the results they've had. And there's thousands and thousands of testimonies and things that people were saying as far as, you know, how it's helped them. And, and that was a big thing just reading how many people had had this impact from doing this carnivore diet that was like, I'm gonna at least try it and and see what I think for myself. And you know, if it didn't work for me, it didn't work for me. If it does, it does. And so that was that was that. How long how long did it take? You know, you're like, all right, I'm starting it today. How long till you were like, this might be working? And or maybe like this is definitely working. Yeah. I think that I just I tried it out and it, you know, at first, like I said, it was kind of kind of slow at first. Like I felt probably similar and honestly at first a little bit different i like not not bad but just like a little bit off and then two three weeks in i was like i, I feel pretty good and then my energy levels really just actually start started going up i felt a lot better throughout the day and one thing i noticed i was sleeping so much better and and that i think attributed a lot to me having a lot of energy feeling good throughout the day and i'd say about months to two months in is really really when i really started like hey this this is awesome and in right and the hard thing about it too is probably the hardest thing is traveling and doing the carnivore diet like i'm sure. still trying to figure out like when i go over you know season stuff how, how am i gonna manage this and make sure yeah. i have what i need so that's been a big thing like the last couple i uh, kind of finally like have my game plan like whenever i travel i, c- I cook like 10 pounds of ground beef and like 10 pounds of eggs and throw it in the cooler, bring it with me and heat it up wherever I go. And yeah, that, but yeah, that was, that was kind of the hard thing, but yeah, a couple months in, it was like, I absolutely love this and I feel the best I felt in a really long time. So we're going to keep doing this. Sweet. They'll, they'll feed you some horse over in Russia. So, Oh yeah, I'm ready. For, I'll try some horse. Sure. <laughs> uh, man, the carnivore diet. That's great. Very, uh, I can tell you're, you're passionate about it. That's great. Yeah. Um, but we got Kyle Klingman sitting over here. 
hanging tight. Um, has been waiting patiently to try to bust you up. Yeah. <laughs> got five questions hoping to make you so before i get to that though i gotta know how much that uber ride costed from tulsa to stillwater that's about so it was an like hour, an hour 50 yeah it's like an hour 10 hour 15 it was like 98 bucks so it wasn't it wasn't actually terrible but yeah. yeah i thought i thought it was gonna be way more i was like oh but yeah it was like 98 bucks same thing happened to me one time in pittsburgh no rental cars anywhere and i had to get to state college how much was that one? Like oh, oh man, yeah, counting was not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email about that one. <clears throat> All right, go ahead. All right, Kyle. so question number one: You are the only Division One NCAA wrestling champion in South Dakota State history, but there have been numerous D two champions. Name the three-time D two NCAA champion from South Dakota State, who currently has a son wrestling at Michigan and two sons wrestling at Cal Poly. Oh, it's one. Uh, it's uh, I don't know his first name. Is it Chad? It's Chad. Well, you know his first name. Chad Lamer. Yep. You got it. Nice work. You did know. No. Number oh. two, who did Chris Bono defeat during the 1996 NCAA championship finals? Oh, I've watched this a million times. I'm going to forget the guy's name. You've watched it, huh? Oh, you know I've school? watched a lot of times. <sighs> 96, you say, Kyle? 96. It's just, so yeah. this is funny. It was, it was like I was born like on the same day that he was wrestling. No way. For this championship. <laughs> uh, March 15, 96, my birthday. Um, I don't know. All right. His name's Charlie Bex. From Ohio. Ah, yep. Charlie Bex. Charlie Bex. All right. Number three, what year did Rana Gross win a cadet world title? 2015. Yep. Got that one. I missed that one. I'd be in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Number four, what former two-time NCAA wrestling champion from the University of Wisconsin is a United States congressman for Ohio? Uh... Jim Jordan. Yep. You got it. And number five, after you left the University of Iowa and before you arrived at South Dakota State, you sold cell phones at Target Mobile in Minnesota. Make your pitch to Mark Bader about why he needs a new cell phone. I mean, working with it. um, Oh, man. Jeez. (laughs) I wasn't prepared for that one. (laughs) What kind of phone you got right now? I have uh, a Razor. Actually, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought we were, I thought we were wrong. I have, I have, a, I have, a, I have an iPhone. iPhone. All right. Well, um, pitch for you is, uh, oh man, I didn't sell many. I wasn't good at. <laughs> I, didn't, I never said I was good at selling phones. I, I sold phones because, oh man, I don't got a pitch for you. Just buy a phone, please, so I can make some money. Okay. Jeez. Here's. Let, let me just. Here would be my pitch. Like based uh, yeah, on help me out. Well, <laughs> I would say, hey, listen, I was on my way to the world team trials. My cell phone died because of a bad battery. You don't want that happening to you because I might not have made the world team without a new cell phone. <laughs> so, Mark, you need a new cell phone to make sure that your battery's charged hey. because your livelihood wow. could depend on it. Wow. All right. Pitch. Look at that. Now now I got a pitch to you. If I ever if I ever get back into the business. Yeah, yeah. I was more <laughs> Yeah, I'm more sat back and people if they came in to get a phone, they came in. If not, <laughs> what wasn't a good salesman. <laughs> it sounds oh, like I you weren't it. commission based. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think we got a little bit, but it was majority like not much for commission. It wasn't worth your time. Otherwise, right? otherwise it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been doing well. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know if we're going to give you that last one, but that's three out of five. So, all right. You know, I'll take it. That's good. You got the Ronda Gross one. As long as I got the one about Ronda, right? Yeah. 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 For sure, man. Um. Sweet. So, yeah, your summer's kind of set, kind of set up for you, huh? What We guys got some training camps. Training yeah. First week of July out to Colorado. And then from there, we go to Tunisia for the ranking series. And then August, there's another one. And yeah, then get rolling into Worlds September. Awesome, man. Cool. Well, Seth, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Really, really uh, excited that you're on the team. And, and I think, you know, can make a huge splash internationally. I think your style is going to be 
uh, a lot for a lot for people to handle. So yeah, I appreciate um, it. I'm excited and looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys having me on today. Yeah. Thanks so much, Seth. We'll see you later. Kick some ass with summer. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. All right, man. You, you stumped him there with the, with the cell phone deal, Kyle. Well, I think he started to sweat. Cell phone? Well, he, he may have. Hopefully, my pitch bit. to you spurred you on to get a new cell phone. Yeah, I need a new cell phone. I'll get a new one. That's cool. Thanks. All right. All right, folks. I did it. He did it. That's it for today's show. For Kyle and Mark. See you later.